tonight we revisit the Nickelodeon we all love and remember, dealing with difficult childhood issues of fear, sexual tension, and murder. That's right. We watched our Who's Afraid of I don't know the show's title. Are you afraid of the dark? Who's afraid of the <laughs> Who's afraid of the dark? Are you afraid of the dark? one of my favorite shows from my childhood it's very scary Mm -hmm. i found it frightening when we watched it last night yes i remember watching it when my parents and sister were not in the house and i was thinking this is not a good idea elise don't watch this alone and i did and i had to go through the whole house turn on all the lights carry a little cordless phone we didn't have cell phones back then um and we were lucky to have a cordless phone in my house state Um, of the art it was uh, we had a, oh, not kidding, we had a rotor dialer phone for several years because we broke all of our phones. Like, we would have to get a new phone every couple of months just from, like, dropping it or yeah. something. Um, and that phone lasted. Mm. It would take anything. Wow. But, uh, yeah, a lot of anxieties. Yeah. Um, I think, I think what I liked most about this show is how out, like, the, so there's any, any variety of fears that are, uh, addressed. Um, but specifically, and especially with the the ones we watched last night, mm-hmm. dolls, mm-hmm. clowns, the fear of being locked uh, away somewhere. And water. The fear of death and, and water. water. Water is a big one. Which is weird because I feel like my power element is water, but I'm also really <clears throat> afraid of water. Any body of water. All of them. Toilets. When bathtubs. Did you, when did you figure out your element? Uh, I just feel calm around water. Yeah, yeah. That's you know, water in dreams is a sign of anxiety. unrest. Yeah, but I don't dream about water. I just like okay. like being around water. But you're scared of it. Terrified. To be in it or near it? Both. Wow. Because to be around it is to be close to being in it. Wow, that's true. It. This goes deep. <laughs> well, we'll go ahead and get started. Um, the first episode we watched was an episode I wanted to watch mm-hmm. that I had remembered from my childhood very vividly. Um, call about a doll that well about a child, uh, and they're all about children, so that's not very specific. Yeah, children gather after dark mm-hmm. around a fire that they create. There's one member of the group though that's clearly older than the others. Is he? It seems like it. I don't know why he's there. Or what he, he's getting out of well, it? He's the one that I think every week puts the fire out. He at does. The end. He's responsible. He brings a bucket. Fire safety yeah. of water, not sand. Which yeah, you know. Goes out rather quick. It does, every time. Right, but they also start every episode with picking who's going to say the story, mm-hmm. and then putting magical fairy dust in it, which like brings a bunch of smoke. Which they sell at REI, and I bought when I was a camp counselor. Are you serious? And never used. Yeah, it makes colors in the. It's like a sand material mm. that you can. And I do. I did that because I, of this show. Wow. I wanted to do that as a camp counselor, but it just never felt appropriate. No, I don't know. Scaring young children in the woods. Well, the magical fairy dust right. didn't didn't think that would do it. Oh, okay. But um, anyway, yeah. Anyway, so this first episode touches on an anxiety that I've had for a really long time, which is not necessarily turning into a doll, mm-hmm. but just dolls in mm-hmm. general. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I don't like their small beady eyes or their porcelain bodies. Or anything about them. Or the fact that I definitely mm. think there's somebody in there. 
I didn't have very many dolls growing up. My Neither sister, did I, because I didn't want them around. Weird. My sister is four years younger than me, mm-hmm. so she was my doll. I had That's a little really a little doll sized stroller, and I would stuff her little body in it and push it around and play dress up with her and stuff. And I didn't like dolls. I had one doll, and she was always naked. My, <laughs> except for Barbies. Barbies don't count. They're Do you different. Think that was a, was it a girl doll? She just had a cloth body, and then mm-hmm. her her um, extremities were plastic, mm. and she had a, and her head okay. was plastic. Well, anyway, this show, this episode is starts out with a young child who is sent to her uncle and aunt's house in what seems like a bucolic setting mm-hmm. to experience a true tragedy for any child, which is having to be without internet or any kind of entertainment cable well for two days let, let's internet didn't wasn't a thing then for kids this girl's got nothing super bored right no books no puzzles just sitting on a tire swing looking around because that's how you got to spend your time nothing going on nothing well i think that you know similar to my fears of being home alone um I I should just say, mm-hmm. I never wanted to go in the store with my mom. And as soon as I reached an age where she thought it was appropriate or safe for me to stay in the car alone, I took every opportunity. Um, but if she was gone for what I considered too long, even if I saw people leaving the store, I knew that she had been killed, that someone had robbed the place, <laughs> she had gotten on the ground, had moved somehow, and that they had shot and killed her. And... um at one point, I began to think, as long as I keep having that thought, it will prevent it from actually happening. What Elise is describing is a mental problem called, called obsessive yeah. thought syndrome, yeah. which... Uh, having magical thoughts. Yeah. Which we both real. have. Right. But you had a similar a similar thing. Yeah. Um, this This episode really gets into three big fears for baby Jenny. And that was watching it. Mm-hmm. The first one, dolls. Yep. Creepy. Um, the second one... And I've seen the dolls in your house. They're very frightening. Terrifying. It's, the, it's just the type my mom enjoys. Oh. Yeah. They're little. And they're like... They're always wearing like fanciful costumes. <laughs> They've and clearly dusty. Like, yeah. Uh, what, what was the second one that I wrote down? abandonment abandonment Mm -hmm. and this one really ties in with the third fear which is being away from in a confined space that i can't get out of away from my mother almost like you're afraid of a a womb that's not your mom yeah yeah maybe i don't know but when i was really little when i was watching this show uh i went to a school fair that the human thing used to have the, the fair kind of would like have like weird little carnival rides at the school. It was fun. Well, we did that. Um, we, did, we didn't have that. Um, and one of the things that, that they did there was they had like a, a closet basically that they had cordoned off as, as like a fun sort of jail that you could put the children in. They have to get out of it. And, the, and, and I got put in it. Like an escape room? Yeah, like an escape room, but it was really just a closet. Um, and I guess it was a big closet. But anyway, I got put in there and my mom walked away 
and the guy that was whole you know like that was you know running that ride uh <laughs> was like mom's going by wave bye bye and I, and i was like huh? no and i just instantly burst into tears oh god and thought that she was leaving forever no i had that fear too that my mom was gonna leave me i used to uh smell her coat and mm-hmm. i used to go to the counselor and say that my mom doesn't spend enough time with me oh wow and my mom thought i was just being a little bitch <laughs> get over i it. used to cry every morning when my mom left for work <laughs> from the age of four until six yeah every day yeah if i got dropped off at school by my mom i cried school yeah. bus who gives a shit i didn't want to leave no she was a ball of fun mm-hmm. just wanted to be around her more often spend a little more time with her yeah um anyway this relates to this this episode because it just it, ca- it captures all of those this little girl goes on a a trip to spend time with her uncle and her aunt which by the way they quickly tell you that the neighborhood girl that she's looking forward to seeing so much lesbian susan yes susan well melissa's also clearly gay melissa's clearly gay and has Mm -hmm. a huge boner for susan um we'll just let it aside that they're easily 10 like nine ten years old but um anyway she gets there and you quickly learn that there has been a recent kidnapping definitely a place that i would send my kid yeah recently back to that sounds like a perfect vacation for them yeah and it's weird because susan's parents have left the area because of the emotional turmoil right but they have kept the house there so in case just in case just in case a nine-year-old comes back like a dog right but to an abandoned house yeah what good's that gonna do yeah that's unlocked constantly yeah well i mean so pete and sally are Melissa's aunt and uncle that she's staying with. They are, I guess, I guess the wardens of the home and yeah. have the keys. And they're real shitty at it because they're Melissa always there in. right at the. They do come and save her. Yeah. Clutch moments. Uncle right. Pete's there to, to stop her from jumping out of a GD window from the attic. Yeah. Which, by the way, who invented that? Dumb. Dumb someone. Mm-hmm. This is not, you know, we're not putting hay up into the top part of the barn. It's a two story home. You don't need a door out of the attic. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so, anyway, Melissa a couple times goes up into the attic and she finally sees Susan. Hmm. And Jenny remembered Susan. She's 20 years old. Yeah. She is not, 20. No. No. She's a 20-year-old woman in that. No. She's an 11-year-old wearing a lot of makeup. Which is frightening. Because it's trying to make her look like a doll. And before they even showed it, I was just like, she's going to have tiny doll Elise, hands. Elise goes, she's going to have tiny doll hands. And then as soon as that happened, the camera panned down. And yeah. she like, she's like pointing, like Susan's like, Melissa's like, oh my God, Susan, you're in the dollhouse. And then Susan's like, Ugh. and then they look down at the hands and she's like, her hand just like pops off and it's, yeah. just, a, it's just a clay hand. It's, it's like a China doll hand. The other hand's fine. No, they're both like that. Oh, they, are they both they, clay hands? Yeah, they're both clay hands. They're both China doll <laughs> hands um which is weird um yeah so melissa's having a really dank week i don't know what dank means yeah (laughs) did you just say dank yeah i don't know what it means dank is like is it bad got some dank get some dank weed over here like that's when you usually would say dank is that bad 
I think it means good. Okay. She's not having a good weekend. <laughs> she's sleeping on the couch at and honored guest of the uncle and aunt. Right. Pete. It's like that's that's like it just it keeps going downhill. Downhill vacay. Sneaks out at night because she hears a a like a disembodied voice saying her name and a light and a, mm-hmm. and like of course, you know, 10-year-old and are you afraid of the dark? Instantly mm-hmm. investigates. Couldn't right. pay me enough money to get out of that house. Cold outside, Mm-mm. she's seeing some weird shit happening next door. She's got an girls gone missing. Right. Also, girls gone missing. Like, lock the fucking door to the child that's staying in your house if yeah. she has a proclivity for walking away. Right. She just comes and goes as she pleases. It's insane. Yeah, mischievous. Um, a couple things about her that I did and did not like. Mm-hmm. Melissa, mouth breather. Close your GD mouth. <laughs> she wore, she did wear some dank Doc Martens. You need to not use the word dank. Okay. She had a really cool headband. Too. She did have some really cool Doc um, Martens. But I think just her the style in general. Yeah. It was really good. It made me want to go and dress like the 90s. I never had any of that stuff also. Um, but I was a big fan of tucking in my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I tucked in any uh, shirt you gave me. I'd wear those, you know those, um, oh gosh, Jinkos. Yep. Jinko shorts. Yep. K2s. Mm-hmm. You familiar? No, I'm just, K2s. I'm just agreeing. I don't know what those are. Oh, well, K2s were like these really long shorts that you could wear. Uh-huh. Like pants? Uh, no, they're just really long shorts. Okay. And I would wear, so I never bought like girl clothes. I always wore my brother's hand-me-downs, which my parents didn't think meant anything. But, uh, so I would wear these really long shorts and then I would, um, wear like kind of a little t-shirt and I would tuck it in. <laughs> I, look, I look insane in pictures. Yeah. I, I remember this one field trip. My dad was going on the field trip and he let me pick out my outfit for mm-hmm. that day. And there are so many pictures of me from that adventure. And I am wearing what is not an outfit. My parents' policy on outfits was like I was allowed full ownership of whatever I wore. And I mm. looked crazy every day. <laughs> like, insane. Those... I used to wear football jerseys and tuck them in with a belt <laughs> to shorts. What a nerd. Do you remember those those leggings with the stirrups on them? Yeah. <laughs> and then your crotch would be like around your knees and you're constantly I never wore those. pulling them up. I never wore those. I never uh, wore. I literally like would never wear anything from the girls section. Ugh. I remember my mom getting me a lot of clothes, and then I would just refuse to wear them. Um, and then she stopped buying me clothes, and then I never really advanced, and I hated shopping. So that's why you see me looking the way I look now. Elisa's building up her fashion empire. It's a very it's a slow burn. Um, that's not your mogul anyway. No. Soaps, potions, and lotions. That's right. Um, But anyway, next morning, Melissa wakes up bright and early, ready to attack the day. And so she grabs a hammer. And and twine. And twine. (laughs) No, nothing else needed. Yeah. That's plenty. Yeah. To go and solve this mystery of where getting Susan out of that house. Yeah, she gets Susan out of this tiny little house she's trapped in. She gets in, she climbs in. And then I guess we have neglected to mention that each time this happens, um, 
Melissa's been going into a weird door that magically appears. Yeah. Or like almost going into it. She climbs up in the attic and then mm-hmm. there's a door that looks like the like the witch in the wardrobe or something. Or, or like in Beetlejuice when they go into the afterlife part. Okay. And yeah, I've never seen Beetlejuice. What? I know, you know that. Oh, it's one of my favorite movies. We have to watch it and um, do this podcast because I watched it as a young child and I should not have. Well, anyway, they're in the attic and they're, she's... She decides the best thing to do here is just take the twine and you wrap it around the door really loose. You don't mm-hmm. need to do that tight. But yet she knew to bring the hammer to break the goddamn door. Yeah, because Uncle Pete's like hammered it up at this point right. for safety. And she broke glass to to unlock the door. Like she and knew she how to do serious B and E. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but anyway, she gets in there. Then she the door shuts behind her, like fear door disappears mm-hmm. now she's just locked in to the house there's nothing like inherently bad about being in the dollhouse there's fruit it's not real and she's gonna turn into a doll yeah but like it's a pretty spacious house just for one two little girls in there hanging out and i guess they could into eternity yeah anyway as we firmly established i'm sure they miss our moms we wanted to be be back there with them. Yeah. So she finds the, like, super quick figures out how to get out of the dollhouse. Yeah, which, I don't like, know what Susan, Susan was doing. What the fuck was Susan doing for Wet these years? blanket over here yeah. called Susan. Fucking China hand Susan. <laughs> In the weird <laughs> nightgown that was just yeah. a strange doll outfit. She intimates that she can't help. Like, of her hands. figure out how to get out of the dollhouse. She's like, look at my hands. Which can't possibly pick anything up. The process is starting for Melissa, but her brute lesbian strength... It's, it's causes, in its infancy, but yeah. it's, She's able to move a gigantic chest of drawers with just her... Just lesbian strength. Her, yep. Her butch strength and capacity. And, is, and they boldly jump out of a window. Yep. And there's Susan. And get, get safe and that's the episode yep it doesn't sound as scary when you when you say it out loud but it was frightening but when you have like it's a it's a story told by children about yeah. children yeah it seems much it's more terrifying. Mis- it's mysterious i think the rain in this one was really scary to me it was just the dolls just the idea of becoming like my worst nightmare my the thing that i hated the most mm-hmm. second only uh clowns which we'll get to later yes um the the second one that we watched was called Dead Man's Pool, um, which... No, it wasn't. <laughs> yes, it was. It was called Dead Man's Float. You okay. kept writing Dead Man's Pool because you wanted it to be called that. Okay. Well, a features, I'll be honest. It features a pool. Yeah, why? Whatever. They misnamed that. Um, yeah, your handwriting's a lot better than mine is. So the show starts out... Um, it's in a pool in the 1950s, and a stupid lifeguard is letting his sexuality get in the way of safety. Which, this was some pretty... Heavy necking. Yeah, pretty raunchy stuff going for on for Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Considering, just to yeah. set the scene, which I was... watched this when I was like five or uh-huh. six years old. Yeah, same. In a uh, pull-out bed with my mom and my brother yeah. uh, during what was our treasured Snick at Night time. <laughs> Oh, God, Nick at Night. It was Snick at Night. Mm. I thought. Nick at Night is like, I love Lucy. Oh, I love Snooze I love Lucy. Fest. This okay, was Snick at Night. Whatever. Um, okay, so 
there are a couple things I want to say about this. One, isn't that the plot of Friday the 13th? Two, I have a lot of deep fears related to water. My parents owned the movie Jaws, and I never watched it, um, but just looking at the cover of it really freaked me out for any body of water, be it a pool, uh, a bathtub, or the bed you slept in. A water bed I had. made of water. Yes. Don't even bring up the ocean. God, the ocean's always scared me too, but, and I have been scared in pools. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, pools do scare me. I don't know what I it is about it. I but... can't be alone in a pool. I, there has to be someone in the water with me because of the invisible sharks my mother told me about coming from the uh, deep end <laughs> water filter thing. It's a <sighs> suction cup. Yeah. So they... Bang. Yeah, yeah, suction. That used to drown kids before they put a cover on it. I think that's it. real. No, it's real. It's real. Kids used to drown. Anyway... Um, so the pool that this happened in, I guess a couple more deaths occurred. So they boarded it up, and that lifeguard transitioned into a more adventurous life as a school janitor. What a journey. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and the kids, the kids that this one focuses on, they find this pool because one kid was calculating the volume of the school. Oh, is that it? Yes. I didn't catch that. Yep. I thought that he just wanted to get in her pants, and so he was like, "You're, can I show you something after school? Uh, was- yeah, I mean, he did want to do that. I don't think he knew it was a pool. They, oh, it just okay. happened to be, and she's on the swim team. Um, anyway, three weeks later, due to her strong will, it's opened up, and with my extensive... Due to her strong will. <laughs> extensive pool experience, I have to tell you, it takes a lot longer to open up a it's pool. It's a damn sight longer than three weeks up and running, crystal clear water. Yeah. Also, it's a tiny pool. Mm-hmm. It's not very large, and certainly not large enough for a swim team to practice in it. No. Um, but it's still, it, it goes up, it's an operational pool, and, you know, plot twist. Kid doesn't know how to swim. He doesn't know. And she he needs her help. Right. And he has this, like, really big fear of water because one time he almost drowned. How ironic that now he's going to almost drown again. Faces fears. Mm-hmm. Um, because apparently the place <laughs> where they built this pool. Yes, tell them the plot. Tell this. Tell them the plot of what this is. It's definitely nothing to do with Stephen King. But it used to be a cemetery, and they mm-hmm. had to move all of the bodies. Interesting. But they must have missed one. And they missed this one body. Because mm-hmm. his spirit is haunting Poltergeist. the pool. <laughs> it's a poltergeist. Drowning children. Mm-hmm. Uh, and only children die in this show. To be fair, it's because they deserve it. Actually, no. In the next episode, the adult dies, the clown. Um, the clown doesn't die. He's dead. He's the ghost. He but the died. child he is who is at risk fire, of dying. But he died in the fire. But that's all that's, that's all in the past. Anyway, um, ca- like, I would just want you to think in your mind, like capture what you think a poltergeist looks like. This was the most terrifying thing I have seen in a very long time. It was red. It was a skull dripping with seaweed and red blood. This was terrifying. I don't know how they thought this was, 
this was acceptable for children what to see. This is what a, a ghost would look like if he came out of water. Mm-hmm. After mm-hmm. several decades. Yeah, and it so he he was able to like transmorphica I don't know the word. He could turn into blood liquid and that any, had an eerie resemblance to period blood. That's it just did. Just saying it. It was weird. Uh, I was thinking more like Ivan Ooze from the Power Rangers, but sure, just like redder, because mm-hmm. um, it was. It seemed very like the viscosity of it was very thick. I like that word, viscosity. Right, science. Anyway, so there's a drain. If there's a drain, he can like seep through the drain and, and become his fully formed self, and uh, just terrifying. It's very like it pulls from poltergeist and it also pulls from it the clown mm-hmm. of like this idea that you come out through drains mm-hmm. and like you live in drains, which is like really scary to me. But it is a really he levitates out of the water. It's terrifying. It's um, definitely PG thirteen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he puts in a solid effort to kill these kids. He really does. I thought one of them wasn't gonna make it, and then he ultimately gets rude. By the science nerd. With science. With science. Science kills this man. Mm-hmm. This, this poltergeist. Um, Which is also sad because he doesn't go to rest. He yeah. just gets... But the damage is really done, which yeah. is that I still cannot enjoy watching or going being in a pool alone. No. I'm sure it has something to do with this. Yeah. Pools are scary. Sometimes I feel like television shows that we watched as kids... We're just literally made to invent fears. Because this wasn't that entertaining. Or was it? I guess ghost stories are entertaining as a child. But I don't think I'm going to let my kids watch shows like this. Scary stuff? Well, I just don't see the need for them to invent fears in their mind that didn't exist before. I don't... The thing is, I don't think there are a lot of scary shows anymore. The world is scary enough. I mean, that's sad to think about, which is true. But I mean, post like post 9-11... Like okay, but there there really aren't that many scary shows for kids. It's I mean, all I bubble just bubblegum and raindrops. It is it is more bubblegum and raindrops these days. Um, imagine, what if I was supposed to be like an Olympic swimmer, but now I'm not. Just me. I'm not gonna respond to that. You have this insane fear of swimming. You have an insane fear of swimming. No, but I kind of do. Oh, okay. I don't uh, like it. It's not something I'd like to do with my life. It's not something I'd want to spend a lot of time doing. Maybe because of the show. Yeah. Well, the amount of time they spent in the water versus on the raft, it really made me think that the the main guy character had body image issues because he was he always was wearing, wearing a, a t-shirt. large t-shirt. At the end of the episode, he does actually end up getting the girl. Yep. Which is pretty cool for him. Because mm-hmm. she's a sp- sport jock a, a swim jock yeah. she's a feather in his cap right um but did on... you have anything else on this one uh, just that girls get it done because in the moment she was the one that came up with the idea of getting rid of him um but I, again i think it needs it bears mentioning the mask for this killer person. Mm-hmm. He was only on screen for maybe three minutes, but it was enough. It was scary. He's a scary character. Because um, drowning in the pool is already scary enough. 
Like, like the fact that a ghost poltergeist is doing it from the depths below. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Getting revenge for who knows what. Then they're just, like, relaxing by the pool at the end, like, now they can enjoy the pool. And it's like... <laughs> I would never go in I'm the pool I'm not going again. back in there. No. Not ever. Not even the same pool, especially. Although I do like that the janitor helped them. Mm-hmm. And he was in... In my mind, he was freed from being yeah, a janitor. Redemption. Protecting the school. I was freed from being a janitor. He was freed from the ghosts. He's still a janitor. You think? Because yeah. I think I think he took it as his. He was like the warden of the pool. You think like he was just a janitor there? To... Yeah, to make sure yeah. no one got in that pool. Mm. You know. Well, he did a pretty good job until those two kids came along, and then he just couldn't. And he didn't do a very good job halting the efforts to reopen the pool. No, but nothing could stand in the way of that swimmer girl. Yeah. Well. The last episode that we watched, which we don't have a whole lot to talk about there, I think it's just important to mention that it, it was frightening to me and was listed as in someone's top ten as the number one scary episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Because of clowns. Which is the tale of laughing in the dark, which has mm-hmm. not an appropriate title that I had a really hard time remembering. But um, the basic gist of this one, which I think if anyone has seen the show, this is probably one that they've watched, which is this kid goes into a carnival with not his a friends. Kid. A, a child. A redhead. He's a ginger. We all know what that means. Um, I don't know what you're getting at. They don't have souls. Oh. Um, I forgot that. So, these three kids go to a carnival. There's a ride. Yeah. And... The redhead is, like, on the verge of a mullet, too. He has nice hair. I actually liked his hair. Kind of looked like, uh... Tilda Swinton. Uh, (laughs) Did you get that from him at all? No, I got mullet, nineties okay. almost I mullet. Okay, um, Pete and Pete is what I was thinking. Yeah, it's another good show. So they go into this carnival, and there's this one ride, and it's about a clown named Zebo who had died, who had rumored to have died uh, a long, long time ago um, by accident, like stealing a bunch of money from a circus. Yada yada yada. He burnt himself down with a cigar. So there's a couple of themes in this episode, and one of which is. Uh, smoking kills, mm-hmm. which becomes clear. A lot of cigar smoke. Um, and the kids know what cigar smoke smells like. And know how to acquire cigars. Yeah, that one kid buys an entire box Boarding ahead to the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, a child definitely purchases at least 20 cigars and gives them to the clown at the end. Um, which is just a creepy sentence to even say. But he... <laughs> uh, especially out of context... But he go he he gets he gets challenged to go on this ride because his other friends think he's like too chicken or something, and they're all too scared to do it. And he goes in there, he's I'm gonna steal the clown's nose, and he does, which is frightening. But he takes a body part off the clown, even though it's just a rubber like a like a styro whatever nose. It's he goes in there, he steals it off its face, which is creepy enough that the thing is like noseless. Yeah. And it has did you that find weird... that? Didn't you find that creepy when I he did. didn't when he didn't have the nose on his face? I did, but a... I was just terrified by the teeth. Yeah, the teeth are really like long. They're like cartoon Joker teeth. I'll be honest, like a clown by itself. Not that's that not bad. even try. I was not going to say that. Oh. That not trying to be scary, just trying to be a clown. You know, like you would buy for a birthday party or whatever. I find that scary. Like, I don't like hmm. an all-white face with touches of rouge and, like, things on it. Well, I I had a face painting kit growing up, and I used to make myself up to look like a clown for funsies. Wow. 
not anything I would have done with my spare or, time. Or like doing designs on myself just to practice. I have this like book. I, so I, I wonder why scary. clowns. So something Elise knows about me, but I, I mean, I'll share here is that <clears throat> when I was five years old, my parents let me watch it. I've never seen that movie. We'll never um, see it. Was not allowed. We'll never read the book. It's not a movie that I. Um, They're remaking it, by the way. That's scary by itself. Um, mm-hmm. Tim Burton is is the original It, the clown. Um, no, Tim Burton is a movie director. You're thinking of oh god, Tim Curry. Thank you. That was really pertinent. You know, anyway, I'm sorry, I'm working on it. Tim Curry is the clown in this movie. Uh, but I was allowed to watch this at five. It's a really scary movie. And my parents thought that it was just a movie about clowns. Because it was made for TV. So who, a made for TV movie? That's not scary. It's horrifying. Yeah. And I, and I've been scared of clowns ever since. And it happened so early in my life that it's, I think it's a fear that's just never going to go away. If I see a clown's face, it just freaks me out. And so this episode in particular, because of the long teeth of the clown and the noseless portion of time that you see him without that Mm -hmm. uh it's all just sort of combining to be very frightening and even though the clown itself the things it says i mean all it really is is like hey you took my nose i wanted my nose i'd like it back he's not even really very mean about it Mm -hmm. he's just like hey you took something from me i need it back and then he gives it back and he's like cool we're cool now yeah no real repercussions except for Probably a lifelong fear of clowns. Yeah. And then he gave him cigars at the end because he likes cigars. He gave him a nose and a bag. And the cigars, he was like, cool, thanks. Mm-hmm. That was it. Still scary. Real scary. And that yeah. was like the last episode we watched. And that was hard to go to sleep after that one. Well, then we watched Sausage Party and then I just fell asleep. Oh, my God. I was telling people about that today. <laughs> really? What an awful movie. I woke up just in time for the weird food orgy, which I had read about that and I knew it was going to happen, mm-hmm. but wow, it was I've weird. I have never seen <laughs> porn that weird. That's the weirdest porn I've ever seen in my life. I'm sure I'm sure there were people that were into it. It's shocking that that's R-rated. It should be NC-17. Yeah. Well, maybe because we got on D... It said R-rated on the box, though. That was out- outlandish. I just didn't know, like, you could even make that many dick jokes. Sexual innuendo. Or just general, like... Yeah. I don't think the movie did very well. I, I can imagine it wouldn't. Because it-, it wasn't even that funny. It was offensive. It's just a lot of offensive, Because weird... it's different if you're doing offensive, but it's also, like, on the nose. It wasn't on the nose. No. What's on this? So, I'm not really sure why Nickelodeon thought this would be a good show for kids because these were, I don't know if we just cherry picked, but these were legitimately scary. No, I mean, I think, I don't remember many episodes not being scary. Like, they weren't light. Because even were... the clown one, there's, he's, intr- there, he's intruding on in the, in the home. He's oh, getting there's inside like the house. And he's all alone. Kidnapping. Right. Child death. Just death in general. Revenge death. Yeah. Also, the clown is like, he was known for kidnapping kids and tickling them. It's like... Tickling? Was he tickling them? Yeah. Like, I mean, I obviously thought he was. Yeah. But it's it's just, yeah. The the depths of 
fear that they would put into these. I mean, if it's scaring me now, mm-hmm. I can't imagine what it was doing to my six-year-old brain. Yeah. Uh, I guess rule of thumb, stop trying to scare kids. Yeah. Let them just be. Yeah. Let them watch stuff that's not scary. Doc McStuffins and Hannah Montana. Yeah. Stuff that's light. These are things. All right. Now that we've all shit our pants, it's the proper time to check out what Elise was watching this week. So this week I checked out two episodes of Homeland. I'm right in the middle of the fifth season. It is amazing. I love it. I love um, Mandy Patinkin. Jenny doesn't know who that is. Uh, it's what I named my phone after. It's great. Uh, we also watched Summer House, RIP season one. We're going to watch it right after this. Um, two or four episodes of The Office. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, that's like in, uh, not countable for okay. me. Sure. Um, it was in the background. Anyway, two episodes of The Mick, um, American Housewife, three episodes of Blind Spot, four of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I'm current, excited for April 11th, it returns, two Buffy episodes, uh, we watched the film Alice Through the Looking Glass, which I thought it was alright, I don't, I, don't I was engaged, yeah, yeah well acted, the effects were pretty good, anyway, uh, Once Upon a Time, eight episodes of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills on the current season now. It's exciting. Um, an episode of Victoria, and then sort of the sausage party. I fell asleep for probably a half hour of the movie. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to count it. Oh, you watched something today? Um, I mean, I was... Oh, so I finished two comedy specials. I finished the Dana Carvey... Um, male white white 60 thing and I finished um, Jim Gaffigan's Cinco comedy special and I'm starting an episode of Midsummer Murders which oof that's my bread and butter mm. I love a nice PBS show and it's cold outside you know what I don't know what it is about watching British people solve murders but it puts me in a really spe- like when I'm sad or like I really just want to go home I always envision myself watching, like, Poirot or Miss Marple or Midsummer Murders. Poirot! It is very simple. Poirot. That's my Poirot. I just like saying Poirot. All right, well, as always, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, you can follow us uh, on Twitter at WLUWT. I tweet about once a week. So, <laughs> but <laughs> it's not going to be a heavy load on your feed. If you, no. If you follow us. But feel free to follow our personal accounts. At J Rose Glass. And at Elise Fest. Um, although it is highly political. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. We totally forgot to dedicate the uh, season. Oh. Ugh, we are getting so bad at this. Okay. This season. Yes. On who let us watch this. Dedicated to... Kyle McGlade and Scott Kasanovich. Yes. Two gentlemen from different states, both friends, and both with a great head of hair. Both former co-workers. Both capable of growing a full beard. Wow. Can't say that about every guy. Both have odd... Watch out, ladies. Yes. Uh, other than that, uh, we would appreciate if you would review the podcast. Give us a rating. 
um, on iTunes or Stitcher, whichever one's your preference. Um, and if you have any show ideas or you're a person that listens to the show that contributed to it and is owed a show, you should really respond to that survey that I sent out um, so that you can <laughs> get a show watched. I, uh, I think we're planning Seinfeld here in the next couple of weeks uh, and Married with Children as well. Uh, so Which is pretty good. It's tough because I hate Seinfeld. And I hate Married with Children. But we'll get through it yeah. for our fans. You know what I... What more can I say? Yeah. Um, I hope that watching this episode was easier than manually cranking up a window. Because I remember as a kid, I used to have to use my my leg. My arms were not strong enough. Wow. Yet I could do monkey bars. And I recently tried to do monkey bars. <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you guys later.